Okay, this is Jeff Epstein, uh, Bernie Sanders volunteer, um, and I am with... Jennifer Cancio, another Bernie Sanders volunteer. Say a little bit about yourself and uh, why you like Bernie Sanders. Um, well, I, I'm just a resident here in Boardman, Ohio, um, and I don't know, I've considered myself a um, someone who um, sort of lives an alternative lifestyle, I guess you could say. Um, I really feel like my efforts in the world, um, I want everything I do to result in something positive. Um, so a lot of my time I've been um, working, I work with people with uh, de developmental disabilities, I've done that for a long time. Um, I'm, a, I'm a massage therapist and um, I'm a singer, I sing in bands, so um, you know that's kind of what I, I do with my time regularly. But um, I also I'm very much into um, meditation, and um, I study uh, uh, Buddhism on the side. So um, basically, recently I've been um, really feeling depressed, and um, and meditating a lot, and um, I, I finally felt that I wanted to my daily actions to. Um, not be so much about what's going to make me happy in life and, and what's going to be good for me and instead think about um, what's going to help other people and thus it will make me happier. So um, I, I've known about Bernie Sanders since um, for a long time now. I used to live out in Colorado and it's a very progressive part of Colorado, Boulder, Colorado. And um, I was involved in a lot of um, social type projects going on in the town where uh, we were working on low-income housing. I lived with 12 people in a house, a co-op, so a lot of my friends were involved in environmental uh, organizations and, you know, again, social justice organizations. So at that time, I learned about Bernie Sanders many years ago, um, and I knew that he was fighting for um, social justice and environmental issues, at, you know, then. So when I how found long, how long ago was this? Um, I lived in Colorado from 2002 through about 2006. And what what like how did you what I'm curious how you heard about Bernie Sanders in this way like on the news on like how did you discover him? Um, I don't quite recall. I know it wasn't on CNN. <laughs> no, it definitely wasn't on the, on the news or anything like that. <laughs> I don't quite recall um, certain names. W I, I, I heard about just living in Boulder, Colorado, and again, hanging out with people who were getting involved in environmental and social justice causes. So, you know, Ralph Nader's name was thrown around, and eventually, you know, Bernie Sanders' name um, was, was mentioned. And so um, I knew that he was a senator that um, was on our side, you know, and he was standing against um, what all the other senators, politicians down there um, were sort of just going through the motions and playing the political game. And he was really refusing to do that. I knew he was an independent, um, and I, I, yeah, I knew that he was um, just a real kind of a, a rebel down there. You know, he refused to sell out, basically. So that was a, few, that was a number of years ago. So what, so now fast forward to 2015, so what happened, like, how did you rediscover him, or you just always knew him the whole time, or? 
Oh, well, I found out he was running for president, and, and that's how um, I... Do you remember around when that was? I think it was, like, summer of last year, I think. I, I don't recall exactly. I think it might have been something on Facebook um, that I saw. Um, so immediately I started looking for, you know, I think, I don't remember when the first debate was. Do you remember the first Democratic debate? Uh, like October, November? Was it that late? Oh, wow. Because I, de I definitely Maybe remember... October. Because I know the third one was December 19th, and the first one was where I was right around when I discovered him, and I discovered him in September, so okay. I'm probably around October. Yeah, I, I remember the first debate I was looking for, to, uh, yeah, I wanted to watch it publicly with people, so um, I found out that we were having a debate watch party. So really, the reason I got involved, to be honest, I, I've never been this involved in politics, although... I was a paid canvasser for the Obama campaign through a nonprofit organization, um, but you know, as far as far as a non-paid <laughs> position, I've never gone involved. So um, when I went to the debate watch party, I was concerned because of the lack of attendance. I thought, oh my gosh, why are not more people at this? This is huge. The so this Bernie wasn't a Bernie debate watch party, or was this just... It was a Bernie it was debate a Bernie. watch party okay. here in Youngstown. There, there was um, two locations, so Mahoning Valley for Bernie, or Mahoning County or Mahoning Valley, I'm not sure what they call themselves, but they were at um, a restaurant bar downtown called uh, The Federal. And then Youngstown for Bernie was a few restaurants away um, at... Susie's Dogs and Drafts, and they were having debate watch parties, so I just kind of like Susie's, so I went to the Susie's one, and again, I was just like, there just are not enough people here. I thought it was going to be huge. I thought the whole bar was going to, I thought it was going to be standing room only packed. So how many people around? It was a very, it was, the room was not much bigger than this. I mean, it was like just a small, small area. So like, like eight by ten? Um, maybe, yeah, bigger than, let's say this room, and, and two times. This room's two times, but... But again, it was like, um, it was noisy and it was hard to hear the debate. And again, I just, I was like, really? You know, so then I started. That's funny, actually, that the first Bernie Sanders event that I ever went to was a debate watch party for the first debate, too. Was it? Was it? But, but I wasn't, I wasn't excited. I wasn't, I was sort of intrigued and excited at that point. I wasn't, that's not when I became like, I fell in love with him or I became oh. an activist. That's just when I became really intrigued. Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, well, the reason I got so involved is because I felt I had to. I, and I was afraid at first because, again, I don't feel like I know much about politics. I don't feel like I can speak eloquently about it, and I don't feel like I know all the issues that I need to know. Um, but the reason I got involved was because somebody had to. And for me, it's not, it's not about politics for me. Politics is, is a way. You know, it's a way. But... What it's about for me is politics is not a what again. Um, it's not about politics for me. I'm not. I'm not political. I don't. Oh, I see. I politics enjoy. is a tool to do something else. It's not exactly. a exactly like I don't enjoy <laughs> politics at all. I, it's very stressful for me. You know, um, to be quite honest, I'll be honest with with people who are considering this. Um, this can be as stressful or as fun as, as you make it, and I have chosen to to make it a little stressful for myself because I do feel a sense of responsibility about it. I feel like if something needs to be done and no one's doing it, I feel 
I can't walk away. I need to do it. So, okay, so I was about to ask you, when did you transition between really liking him into becoming an activist? And I have a feeling it, that was around that, that yes, you're tell, you've already just telling us that, the first debate watch party. Yeah, the first debate watch party, I think I went to another debate watch party, and then I knew we were going to have a rally in Youngstown. I attended that, and we decided to, instead of have a rally, um, we were just going to stand on the busiest intersection of our town in Boardman, and we were going to hold signs. So I brought my tambourine because, again, I it's ironic that now I'm so, like, I try to be a hard worker, and I'm, like, in the office doing data entry, but, like, my I'm a performer. I'm a singer, and, and I, I was a singing telegram, and so I'm all about making things fun. And we did acapellagrams for... for, for uh... Uh, Valentine's Day last year. Oh my gosh, we have to. We totally have to talk. <laughs> Man, we have, we have city line singers common. represent. Yeah, we have a lot in common, Jeff. Jeez, we have a lot in common. Um, so, so an activist. yeah, just standing on the corner and, and 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 I think I got a lot of attention from other people there that day because I was just not shy about my enthusiasm for Bernie. I had my sign, I had my tambourine. I was trying to get people to do thumbs up in the cars, you know, and, and honk, honking and things. And so people saw, like, wow, this person is not shy about this, and, and I'm a loud mouth in a sense in that way. So all of a sudden people started coming up to me and saying, hey, you know, um, can you be here every weekend? We need somebody here every weekend. Who, who is this? Randy. Have you met Randy? No, I guess I am. Um, but someone in this office. Yeah. Some, uh, so how? So when was this? How long ago was this? Oh gosh, we were standing on the corner. This was actually probably I was sick. Um, Just around like that. You're still October? Oh no, no, no. Was it February? Was it that late? I don't quite remember. But it was recent. So like within the past month or something like that. Yeah, a couple months. And then how did you become involved in? Well. In, well, this office just opened up last week. Yes. So you were involved somewhere else then? Yes. Uh, we were at these debate watch parties. It was sort of organizing as well. It, it started to become, they became larger. So again, that first party, I was disappointed. Like, oh man, we got, this is like a living room situation with that many people, maybe 20 some people or so. And then um, by the later debates, you know, we were having a big, huge screen, a projector. It was more organized and more people coming. And it, and it was at that organizing meeting that all of a sudden everybody had recognized me from all of the, you know, honking things we had done. And, and again, I'm mouthy and opinionated, so people assume that I know what's going on, which isn't true. I'm just mouthy and opinionated. But It's um, a little overwhelming. <laughs> It is. Oh, Jeff, you have me. You don't even know, Jeff. Everybody around here thinks I'm so super sweet. And I, trust me, I try to be, I want to be, and, but I'm a Taurus. And, and we, <laughs> we get fired up and we're bulls, you know, we're bulls. All right, so what, what, what advice would you have for people who are sort of hesitant to, you know, they like Bernie Sanders, but they're, you know, to, be, to actually step in the office and do stuff? Um, that's a very, that's a very interesting question. I. I think it's very... Did you have that anxiety when you were first starting? Yes. Yes. Um, again, I, I had enthusiasm for Bernie, and I, had, I knew that we needed him. And for me, the shyness, I had the shyness and the fear, but, but I, the way I feel about it is, for the next eight years, 
I, I have to be able to live with myself. That's how I feel. And the reason I'm normally, I'm normally depressed, I suffer from depression. It's not diagnosed, but, but I feel a lot of hopelessness a lot. And, um, and for me, the feeling like I can actually make a difference for once, you know, so a, a lot of times I, I'm aware, I'm depressed because I'm aware of the suffering going on in, in this country and in the world and of all the problems that we have. And every day I can't ignore that. And, and, and if Bernie Sanders is elected, then what happens? Well, I, I don't think it'll be completely simple. At first, I don't think it's going to solve all our problems just us electing him. But I do think that he's a leader who is mobilizing us. And this, the only way this country is going to change is if people get involved, if people become political in the sense that, um, again, we're not, I was never political before because I don't believe in the political game. I do believe it's already corrupted. So I thought, well, what am I going to do in a corrupt system? It's corrupt. I can't do anything. So Bernie is someone who knows it's corrupted and has a plan for how we're going to uh, end that corruption. So um, again, I feel I feel motivated because, you know, for me, this this is the only way to change things for people in this country is is a leader that we can trust and and that knows the core of all of our problems. So many, you know, we can go out and knock on doors and say, what's what issues are, are you concerned with? And all of the issues lead back to a corrupt political system. It all leads back to that. So, um, again, I how could I not get involved in this um, when we finally have a chance after decades, decades of corruption? My whole life, I was born in 1980, and my whole life this, this has been happening. And, you know, we haven't... We haven't seen. I was. I was. Else. I was born right before it started. I was. I was born with Nixon, and then Reagan came in after Nixon, and that's when it all started with with deregulation and working all up to what we currently have. Oh my gosh! I'm telling you. So your whole life was nothing but that, and yeah. pretty much mine as well. Yeah, we we've seen decline, especially this area. This area, again, if if the people in this area, if they if they weren't brainwashed by the media and if they weren't given misinformation and, um, un and if they weren't ill-informed and uninformed and if they could connect the dots about, you know, industries leaving and capitalism. I hate to say it. I mean, I don't know if all the Bernie Sanders supporters are against capitalism. It's not that I'm against it. You're against corrupt capitalism. Precisely. Precisely. <clears throat> when capitalism first you know, was really a good thing in this country, like industrial revolution, mom and pops, stores were everywhere. I lived in South Korea for a year oh. during the recession. Wow. Um, so 2000, uh, I, I was there 2009 through like early 2010. And that was when our country was having a lot of the recession, it, you know, first hit. Well, South Korea was the only country in that during that time that their... GDP was positive, was a positive number. So I was over there, and of course they have huge, you know, industry with um, Samsung and um, different things like that, but they, what I saw in South Korea was mom and pops everywhere. 
mom and pop stores. I just I just heard well not just heard but but actually the video that trans that transitioned me from loving Bernie to becoming an activist was Tom Hartman's endorsement of him that compares him to FDR. And one really interesting that that he says thing that he says in there which is really obviously true but I never sort of put it into words is that the natural form of capitalism is that there are very few incredibly rich people and everybody else is desperately poor like Charles Dickens begging for handouts poor um yes. so it's interesting that you just said that yes absolutely in south korea again there's there's so many business small business owners there and um and of course their industries you know their clothing is made in south korea you know everything's made in south korea so again that's the problem in our country. We've allowed this to happen over decades. You know, steel industry leaving our area here. Um, you know, and again, it, that is the the monster that is that this capitalism that's out of control, of you know, profits over people constantly. We have to remember that this system is for the people, not the opposite. We have a system. So you know, the only reason the system exists supposed to be <laughs> exactly. So, again, I, I think people in this area just, again, we're just, we've been beaten down for a long time, uh, economically and socially, um, and, and people eventually, with, with all of these people coming out to, to volunteer, this isn't just to get Bernie elected. This is to inform the people in our community of the bigger issues, the bigger seeing between the lines, seeing between these taglines on TV of these politicians and just learning really how to connect the dots and also having people understand that um, politics isn't a dirty word. You know, in, in our society, it's so taboo to even have a talk about politics, you know, because we don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to get anybody upset. But it's like, really, fine, we won't talk about politics. We'll talk about I don't know, <laughs> you know, you and me and, and our jobs and, and our inability to pay for health care. And we'll talk about um, how our mothers aren't able to stay home with their children when they're born. And we'll talk about, you yeah, know. We'll, <laughs> one, one, really <laughs> one really interesting thing about Bernie Sanders is how one beautiful thing about him is, is how his long speeches all have this really interesting narrative that weaves through them. Mm -hmm. And that it's that it's really a story. It, it, all of the ideas that he has are all so intimately connected to each other, mm -hmm. and that, like for example, like um, trade deals result in lower salaries, means that there's no more single parent families because no, I mean there's no more single family single person income mm -hmm. families, so that now two parents have to work, which means that they can't be with their kids, which means that the kids have nothing to do, and so they get into trouble, which means that they go to jail. And it's just all, of, and it goes on and on and on and on and on and on and and it's a nar this narrative that goes through them through his entire stump speech. And and Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton to me is just a lot of very interesting and very smart ideas that are have nothing to do with one another. There's no connectedness underneath. There's no narrative underneath underneath what she says, right. and. Uh, that's really a really powerful thing. Like he, Bernie Sanders doesn't want all these things because he just wants all these things. Everything fits into this n huge story. And with Hillary Clinton, it's just a whole bunch of interesting things. I'm sorry, guys. And everything connects. Everything connects. Um, which goes back to my spiritual beliefs also. But that's something else. 
But um, what I really wanted to say when, when you were saying um, how politics, you know, you're seeing it go down through um, people's personal lives, I think the way, the only way that even if Bernie's elected, okay, which I think he will be, but we can't stop there. We can't say, oh, right, we did it, and go back to our houses and just watch Netflix and, you know, just just do our, we can't, we can't just go back to our personal lives after this. We have to stay involved because him being president is not enough. We, we have to hold our senators and congresspeople uh, accountable and we have to continue to inform uh, people in our communities. And I think the way to do that, your, your ex explanation of politics down through how he connects it all, I see us explaining this to people in that opposite way. You start with, with you know, again, the issues, it's personal. This is personal. You know, my mom was a single working mother. That's why, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. I never saw her. That is damaging to, to Yeah, that's to part children. of what I just said, yeah. Yeah, and to society. Getting Bernie Sanders elected is only the beginning. We are becoming his government. We don't just hold those congressmen and representatives accountable. We, we replace them if they're not doing what we want. And I don't just mean we the people. I mean me. I replace them. You. You replace them. Right. You. Yeah, so. And, and this is the only way. This is the only way to do this. I, I think another interesting thing to, that you might want to consider, people who are considering volunteering, is this. The way that we're educated when we're children, we go to school, we're told to sit down and listen to somebody else. Uh, we're told that we don't know anything and that the teacher knows things and we need to sit and listen to that teacher. Don't question, don't question. Right. We are educated in such a way that makes us passive human beings, makes us passive. And, um, and so we need to overcome that and I think this generation of millennials is overcoming that because um, of the internet. We're becoming more um, independent. We're become, you know, your, your teacher's telling you one thing and you might be Googling something else or, um, or you're finding your own information. It's empowering to, to find your own information. So I think, again, this a democracy will only work if people become involved. That's the only way. And, and we have to believe in ourselves that, that we're smart enough to get involved. That we're, we don't need to be smart in terms of like, we don't have to have poli-sci, you know, degrees. You know, you, you, actually, we gotta, we gotta close up in a minute, but, okay. but Hillary Clinton, I think some of the, uh, the appeal of Hillary Clinton and some of the not appeal of Bernie Sanders for some people is, is that people understand Bernie Sanders. And since they feel badly about themselves, that there's something wrong with that. And that people don't understand some of Hillary Clinton, of what she says, because she says a lot of stuff and she says very smart things. And, but, and people don't understand her. And so if you don't feel good about yourself, then that, you know, her being so-called smarter than you might actually make you feel like, oh, well, she's better. Wow, I never thought of that. Yeah. And, and the fact that you understand Bernie Sanders, I mean, everything he says, you just, he, it's a simple, obvious truth. Right. It's just so easy. My, my wife, Sherry, um, says that Hillary Clinton, 
she just doesn't understand her. And Bernie Sanders, she gets it. She understands everything he's saying. And that if you have confidence in yourself that you are good enough to just to say it as easily as possible, then, then you trust what you believe and you trust that, wow, I get it. And that, you know, I hook on to that as opposed to I need someone that's smarter than me. Wow. And, and, and I believe on top of that, I believe that this has been a strategy to keep people not getting involved in politics and not voting. You think? Yes. I, I Maybe that's why it, I'm a little concerned, you know, again, that, that the vote, we need to get the vote out in my area, in our area here. And, and I do, it's a psychological thing. It's like, I don't want to make the wrong choice. And I don't know that I am able to understand this well enough to make the right choice. So I'm just not going to make any choice. I'm not going to vote. So it's like, it's just so important. And, and again, this millennial generation, but, but really now the millennials, we, and, and, you know, we need to teach. I'm not a millennial, but um, the millennials and the Gen Xers and whoever else, <laughs> you know, we need to, um, to, to basically tell the baby boomers, tell the older generations that, um, you know, step aside. This, this is our turn now. This is our turn. This, this it's is time to clutch your purses and go into the wine. <laughs> yeah, this is our world. We're inheriting this world. In, in the next, you know, 20, 30, 40 years, you know, you all will be, you know, you, you won't be here. And we will. And we're going to inherit all of everything that's ha happened. So um, I think, again, the, the Internet, it, it's empowering people. And, um, and we need to help people who aren't on the Internet who um, maybe they, again, don't have the financial resources to own a computer, um, you know, especially in our area. You know, this is an impoverished area here. Um, and a lot of people just, they watch TV every night. They're, they listen to what they're told and the propaganda on there, and they're told how to think through the TV. And, and really, um, watching TV doesn't make anybody happy either. Trust me, I've watched a lot of it. I've been depressed. Um, really and with, with Bernie Sanders, it's if he doesn't get elected, then that that internet is going to go away. Not literally, but I'll, I'll keep saying this over and over again. I'll keep saying it until people start listening. That if the TPP becomes enacted, and it will, if Bernie Sanders is not elected, then aside from the trade deal horrors that it is, um, that it takes it extends copyright and trademark laws to such an extent that even even tame criticisms of companies will be a copyright violation and it will oh. make it will give grant immunity to the major ISPs um, that, and, and compel them to give up information about users. So those things together will means that freedom of speech on the internet will go away, which means that all of these things that you were just talking about will no longer be possible, and candidates like Bernie Sanders will no longer be possible. So for me, the scariest thing is that not just the absence of Bernie Sanders, which would be horrible, but that the TPP would be enacted and would make people like Bernie Sanders no longer possible. May I say that I did not know that? And, <laughs> uh, and that is, they don't want you to know that because then it will not pass. That is frightening. Yeah, if you search for TPP space nasty, and then you look at the naked capital, you can look at any one, but the but one I recommend is looking at the naked capitalism uh, article. You can start your little adventure on the TPP there. Wow. See, 
again, I think getting involved, you don't need to know everything. I've been making a huge difference down here, and I didn't even know about that issue. I didn't under, I didn't know that was going on. I still don't fully understand it. I'm going to have to <laughs> talk to you after this, Jeff, and do my own it's research. It's 5,500 pages long. How could you? Oh, my gosh. Oh, that is frightening. I. So, again, you know, we. the way I see it is... Not, there's not one of us here that, that knows everything and, and, and has all the answers and, and is doing everything, but together, you know, it's been amazing volunteering here because, you know, I, I think I'm a pretty cool people type person. I like to greet people when they come in, sign them up to volunteer, this and that. Then we have John over here who, you know, he's a millennial, he's helping me out on the internet. You have so much information you share, so no matter what you have to offer, you are needed here, and there will be a time that you are absolutely crucially needed. So we are all, you know, it's amazing to be a part of a community of people sharing our strengths and also learning from each other and, and learning and becoming, now I'm more skilled on the computer than I was before I started doing this. So again, I, I just, I really hope, um, you know, more people can come out and volunteer. All right, well... Thank you, Jen. Um, I'm Jeff Epstein. This is Jennifer Cancio. And we're in the Niles Bernie Sanders campaign office. And uh, thanks.